What's up, everybody? This is Grant at Cause Artist. Welcome to episode four of the Investing in Impact podcast. Today, we're going to chat with Alexander Holt, the founding partner of Limitless Ventures, on his journey through his own addiction and how he believes private and philanthropic capital can be a catalyst in prevention and recovery for millions uh, around the world dealing with mental health issues, depression, PTSD, addiction. It's a you know it's a really interesting conversation around a subject matter that. I don't feel it's like talked about as much sort of in the financial space and you know most finance traditionally has gone into you know creating products that get us addicted to to certain things and why I love what Limitless Ventures is doing is that they're looking at companies and founders who are creating products for not only to help for recovery, but also help for prevention, which to me is is obviously some of the, the big things that, that need to be tackled come within the prevention realm, but is not often looked at uh, from an investor side of things as a as a profitable industry. It's only looked at helping those once they, you know, are addicted or deeply depressed or or solving those those mental health issues after, you know, a person has them. But preventing a person getting to that point is seems to be very paramount. You know, for for culture, for for the world, and, and and for capitalism itself, right? I think having healthy people make good decision is good for capitalism, and it's good for economies around the world. So it, it's a really great conversation. Alexander started the Recovery Fund in 2018 with the goal of creating 500,000 sober lives in the next 10 years through L, through Limitless Ventures Investments. I hope you enjoy the conversation. I, I mean, it's it's a fascinating subject matter that again doesn't seem to be touched on too. Much much but with this podcast and episodes coming forward we're really going to talk a lot actually about investing in mental health and it's it's really fascinating what a lot of capital where it's going and what they're looking for in companies and founders hope you enjoy the conversation as always grant at causeartist.com to just reach out recommend somebody for for the show or any other comments you might have uh, have a great day thanks like to start these uh these conversations man it's just it's just uh, about an individual's journey and to to get to where they are and to get to working on something that you know will impact the world in a, in a lot of different phases and i mean to me finance plays a huge role in, in everything that our world is is about to embark on especially in the world of sort of impact and, and your specific world of you know mental wellness mental health uh this is just a, a massive subject matter that not one sector of society faces really. It's a, it's a global issue. So give, right. give, give it, give us a, give us a, the journey of starting uh, Limitless Ventures. Sure. Well, thanks uh, and thanks for having me. And, and you know, I don't know if my journey is much different than any other entrepreneur's journey. Mostly filled with uh, hope, dream, and a lot of pain. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's it's the school of hard knocks, right? Like you you try something and and uh, you get the bug, and you're like, oh, that's kind of fun. Let's yep. do it again. And <laughs> let's do it again, right? Um, and so this is especially true in the deal business. You know, it's I mean, in 2017, we I did a deal with three family offices for. Uh, a neuromodulation uh, opioid withdrawal or opioid detox de- device, then, and that kind of blended my my personal experience, right, with my professional experience. It was about five five years in uh, recovery at that point, eight and a half now. And and what um what it taught me was two things, right? Is that I could organize capital around a deal, which was going to make a difference in people's lives, and that was a lot of fun. I made like four times more money than I did as an engineer. That was 
cool too. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this I could do this again. And and I also recognized that it touched my heart, right? That that I was going to be making a difference in people's lives. And, and um, you know, the opioid epidemic and, and and addiction in general has has just ravaged so many families, and mine in particular. Um, and I think you know, uh, it's it's really going to take us as a community, like a village, to yeah. to to work together to make a difference. Let's talk a little bit about that project because in our, our previous conversations, it was uh, learning about that product. The, the interesting part to, to me personally was that it wasn't traditional sort of medicine, so to speak, or something where you take for withdrawals, right? You kind of take micro doses, so to speak, of the same thing that you're addicted to, to kind of wean you off or whatever, right? But the product that you guys created or you first the first sort of investment. What, what was exactly that? Because the product wasn't that, right? It was something that was completely different and kind of innovative in itself. Right. In fact, the company is called uh, Innovative Health Solutions. <laughs> yeah. and, um, I mean, look, my Eastern medicine has not really been westernized, mm-hmm. productized, if you will. Mm. And that's what, what these guys identified uh, a, a way to do is that uh, they they took acupuncture and they placed mm-hmm. it on the this portion of the ear and and then they they created a, a waveform. So if you think like plucking a string on a guitar, right, right. Uh, and if you were to take that waveform and, and you know they like, hear a wonderful sound, or if it's me, it's not that great. And it's <laughs> um, it's it, it's this it's this sensation that tells the brain i'm okay i'm okay and that consistency that waveform helps uh, gets gets placed also to the parasympathetic nervous system through what's called the the vagal nerve and and it gets grounded through the gut and so the brain and the gut are connected and so when the gut is saying i'm satisfied and like other words after you eat a meal right you get that feeling yeah 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 yeah. um or this chocolate ice cream that i'm eating right now Um, and and the brain, specifically the amygdala, is is saying I'm okay. I'm not in fight or flight mode. And now you have two parts of the brain and the body working together. And 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 the same state is uh, measured in in brainwave uh, measurements, and you can go deep into that. And it's this, it's the same space that's accessed by meditation deep meditation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and when you're an addict right like you're looking for a sense of calmness right you're looking for something to feel that sense of ease and comfort like mm-hmm. <sighs> right like uh, unlike normal people addicts are saying to themselves like my world feels out of control and i need something to fix it right and that solution is like uh, opioids or heroin or whatever cocaine alcohol it doesn't matter you know gambling sex right, all these right, things right. food and 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 so so this is kind of replacing that right and it, and it's telling the body it's okay so the body doesn't need to freak out and and the freakouts are like temperature withdrawal symptoms or, or t- t- crazy temperature swings, sweats, a high anxiety, shaky leg syndrome. And, and it's very difficult to like exist. It's like the worst flu you've ever had. It's like having COVID. <laughs> great point. No, great point. Yeah. And then from an investment point, just to touch on that, sure. right? What, what we realized is that 
is that, hey, this is not just helpful for opioid withdrawal symptoms, but this is also helpful for multiple indications. And traditionally, in portfolio management, what you'd say is, hey, listen, let me invest in six or seven companies because I want to have multiple shots on goal. And right. each of those companies, especially in the biotech field or the medical device field, will have a, a number of products. Maybe they, they create something for hypertension and then, and then something else for glucose monitoring and then maybe something else to do whatever another thing and so that they have multiple shots and goals because everyone's trying to maximize opportunities for success and so what this taught us uh, taught me as an investor um, in my family for for five generations has been investing is that we could in we could take one product build it in the same way in the same place here in America in Indiana apply it to multiple different indications mm. and 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 that has been come true over the last two years it's gotten an indication approval for uh, irritable bowel syndrome for mm. children you know it's been shown to help women who are on opioids and and a couple other things that you know i can't i can't talk about now sure, but sure, sure. Uh, it's very promising that it can show this diversified portfolio management approach um, from an investment perspective and create a difference in people's lives and so that's very encouraging will it be sort of directed by, will it be fed through addiction centers, right? Will it be given to people there? Like how will, I guess, addicts get it, right? Sure, it's sure. form, like how, how, what is access like? Right, access, I mean, that's a great question. You know, access is such an important aspect of healthcare. And I would say that it, what it looks like today is that treatment centers have it and hospitals have it. Okay. What the future could like look like is that EMTs and and first responders have it mm. that that emergency right. um, that policemen have it that that instead of like I I can't say this you know for sure for certain for certain but if I if I were to play the tape for for ten years and just kind of have my druthers I would say that if if someone was was being unreasonable and and I've been unreasonable before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and been arrested before and then you could put this on them and they it would help calm them down Mm -hmm. and and that would i feel you know we we listen to to to, or watch all of these movies about like relieving tension Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's what this thing does it's all it does it calms you down yeah yeah no (laughs) it seems very very simple right did somebody bring that idea to you like did you seek it out like how would how did you even discover discover it that's a good question you know it's network 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 you know for me someone in who's a board of mine board member of mine um and was mentoring me at the time for like three years you know he he said alex you we gotta check this out and i said okay and um I at the time was in the desert. I was doing some, you know, vision questing stuff. I was, you know, checking out Burning Man, and I, uh, I'm sober at the time, so I was doing Burning Man sober with with a sober camp, and uh, that was an experience. And, and there's right. a lot more to it than just, you know, the partying. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> and and so I was going on this vision quest, trying to, you know, find out, you know, who I am and what I want to do with my life and, and how I could live it in like a purposeful manner. And, and he called me, and the, the call came through in the desert, like what? <laughs> and so so three months later 
you know, after a lot of work, you know, we got into the deal and, and, it, and it's been kind of um, grown ever since we, we have invested in other companies and we've invested in, we've brought in our thesis to include treatment centers and real estate. And, and now, you know, we, we've got like a huge team of people, 30 people. Crazy. And, uh, it's just nuts. <laughs> Going back to, to access to, I guess, care after you, after you're in a, in a you know a bad position right personally where you need access to care and treatment but one of the things i like about the portfolio you're building out is that you're looking at prevention as well right mm-hmm. which is sort of this thing that just never it doesn't seem like it's ever really been invested into right the prevention mm-hmm. part it's always been the end of a, a of a person's you know bad journey to say right, right, right. It, there's never so what does what does prevention look like now right and how can we how can we innovate the prevention landscape? That's a good question. You know, maybe, maybe as far back as like when we learned that we could gather around a campfire, um, we've been telling stories, Mm. you know, the value of sharing with someone your experience, your strength, your hope, your dreams, your perspective, is, is what media cause artists it's mm-hmm. it's it's what instagram it's what facebook it's what mm-hmm. videos movies books all of these things are about articulating a story yeah so to me things like rocket man by elton john or euphoria by by hbo mm. or other things that are in the media world that can help articulate this this story of of, of how we're all impacted are are or one mechanism today, which we could invest in to to help sh- share the message. And someone could say, "Well, Alex, you know, what about like Alcoholics Anonymous or those twelve-step meetings, or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, just church, just like go to church." church. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I would say, "Well, sure, if that you know, the, you know, that works for you. Play the piano, you know, go on a bike ride, whatever it is, mm-hmm. surfing. I don't care." But the 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 thing that I think is important when, when we look at prevention is how do we encourage, how do we support, and how do we incentivize people to make uh, healthy decisions, right, which will allow them to auto-propagate, or in other words, be able to self-stabilize, to be able to raise all tides, to be able to find their own path, mm-hmm. to be able to, to choose your destiny and, and feel good and be successful at it. And and I think, you know, that's the that's where I'd like to to kind of bring prevention is is that by by encouraging people to do let's call it the next right thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they inherently then don't do the next wrong thing and for me when i was 12 or 14 right i knew the next wrong thing was steel beer and drink a liter of vodka with my buddies in the woods and smoke some weed and sure. fucking get high. Yeah. yeah. Double, throw eggs at cars, right? <laughs> sure, sure. But that's like that's was that was where I was at then. And and you know, somewhere along the way, I felt like I needed to do that so that socially I could like be cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and and there was something inside of me which wasn't quite right you know i, I was self-centered and selfish to the core to to a point where like i felt like i i didn't like myself so much that i needed you to like me and i was willing to go mm. outside of my moral compass to do mm-hmm. shit like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so if we can develop a a, a group of people uh, or like people in the end of themselves who which de- which come together and create groups of people, right? Which come together to create cultures of people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that share value, right? In doing, let's call it the next right thing. Then we'll be able to share those messages, those stories, those those rituals, if you will, through that culture. And and I think that's what's sticky, right? That's what will really create prevention. It's a great word. I think culture is such a significant way to phrase it because culture i mean that affects people at a very young age too right culture is very very impressionable on your age right you know that at age 12 to 14 really teenage years early 20s culture is a big thing and it's funny you're talking about uh you know groups of people and kind of building that that culture and i think often like sober culture right is not is is i think matched with like like you said like church very like strict household very strict life almost a life that leads you down a path of going to explore different things which would lead to (laughs) bad decisions right so i think building that that culture of where a sober community and somebody had reached out the other day they said hey uh i'd like to invite you to this uh it was a, a discussion with like 12 founders who were creating companies uh drink companies non-alcoholic drink brands right and and building sort of this culture of you know i like the atmosphere of like drinking and like i like the the network that it brings and and the idea of it right like a lot of people drink decaf (laughs) coffee because they just like uh, the idea of making the coffee right and kind of that ritual and but it's like there needs to all there needs to be this group of of people and and also a, a culture that it's a sober culture that's very similar to, you know, the culture that seems is accepted, right? Where you can, you know, where raging and, and drinking yeah. as much as you can is is accepted when, and being sober is sort of not accepted in a weird way, right? Does that, does right. that sort of make sense? No, totally, totally. I mean, just think about like the, the, the moment I mentioned Burning Man, what's like the first thing you think of? Yeah, no, 100%, right? 100%. Mushrooms, LSD, and crazy orgies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you don't think of artwork. You don't think yeah. of, um, you, you, you don't think of- Connection, of, um, just connection. With connection, people. right? I mean, just, you don't think of imp- the impermanence of life, which is what it's steeped in, right? You know, mm-hmm. the founder created an 80 foot effigy of his father in order to get over his dad who passed away. That's that's why Burning Man is Burning Man. Right. It's not because it's, it's a drinking festival. Right, right, right. <laughs> Because the dude couldn't let go. You know what? You know what's funny is that culture turned it into that, though, right? Sure. Culture turned it into something different than what its original it was. purpose was, and that's probably like a book right there, right? My sober journey okay. through Burning Man. Right? Burning Man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a that's a cool documentary, right? For the perspective yeah. of, <laughs> or a movie to be for the perspective right. of a sober person at Burning Man, right? That's interesting. But back and to look, the, I, I applaud yeah. I applaud these guys these, these guys doing this. I thought it was really cool. It was just bad I timing. Awesome. I couldn't make it. It was bad timing. But like I, I was like, that's really interesting because although like I really like like me and my wife went and had beers last night, ate some food, right? Like it's 
I appreciate that side of things too, because the craftsmanship that goes into that and people really care about, you know, the making of it. And that community is actually really cool, right? Like the brewing community does a lot for the community in general, right? Mega cool. Mega but it, cool. But it's like it's also it's like these this other culture is like, you know, we we that culture is fine, but we can't be a part of it for for some reason or another, right? We're gonna build a little subculture. And I was like, man, that's like really cool, really interesting because like I like that culture as well. I could play in both sides mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was like, man, that's building something that's interesting and innovative. And also like from a wellness point of view, it also gives investors an opportunity to be like, interesting, let's maybe invest in not getting people um, addicted to, you know, these vices, that's right? Right? That's it, right, so it was, that's right. I just thought it was really, it was a really cool topic. I'd write them a check. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought I was like, man, this is like really cool. I was like, man, this is like this this sort of subculture that's coming up that's really interesting. But in, anyway, I digress a little bit on that. But the other thing you had mentioned earlier was like real estate. Um, mm-hmm. What is that? What does that look like from the funds perspective? Is that buying real estate to create a a different kind of addiction center or a different kind of like secondary housing or, or that sort of bridge? Um, reentry housing, reentry housing, and and just sober sober community. Exactly what you said, right? In in that what you know, we're buying a building to create uh, apartments for people mm-hmm. in the sober community. Not so much treatment centers, but uh, buying real estate so the people when they move to a new city mm-hmm. we want one in every city i like every major city i see a major city is defined as a million or more people to, to and we want you know the first one in new york city in times square which we've identified a site and we're raising capital around the deal now mm-hmm. is to have 500 apartments for people at, at each kind of tier of sobriety so like call tier one like um you go to uh, rehab and then and then afterwards you go to like a structured living program for like one to three years let's say that first year is so critical and like you have your first job you 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 know for me it was working as a snowboard instructor for someone else it might be working at a restaurant mm-hmm. you know like my first job was given to me by people in recovery you know like I could do nothing right, right. like right. <laughs> stock shelves and like we need to build them up we need to build them up <laughs> right and 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 then like you know a little bit later you know you, you, your your brain comes back it's kind of been washed out a little bit and mm-hmm. and and you get to do like your next level job and your next level job and so like three to five and five to seven and, and seven to ten those are all different kind of like uh, ways or, or or phases of our development and and so uh, creating and commercializing a place where that that can live that's not in church basements and the 12-step rooms of recovery uh, where that um, kind of building the LinkedIn for recovery if you will have and communicate like hey dude yeah. you know I, I, I need a job and the, and you're like yo dude you know you got like um, you know let's see uh, five to ten years of prison here you got a good resume right right, right. <laughs> and you're like but hey you know I know you you're you, you know you're a guy I've seen you in your recovery I know what you can do if you were just trained right um, and I'll work with you you know so so building that and and um, and giving people the opportunity um, I think is so critical and in Switzerland and, and Portugal have shown us that this is true right that mm. I mean this isn't something I make but they've studied this for 10 years now is that if you literally just give people a job you give them a place to live and you give them 
a way Purpose. to to medically get out of their addiction. There are there's a seventy five percent likelihood that they will recover within three years. Would you also say like purpose is a purpose is a thing that you give too, right? Like having having like a job and and having something to do that gives you that purpose is to me is like an incredibly important thing. For sure, for sure. No, I I would say that you know for for me personally, uh, like unmeasured, undocumented, not studied as as was with Portugal and Switzerland. Um, that that has been something that's been critical for, for 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 me, and you know, for me, that purpose, right, is to help people heal people. Once I got clarity around that, life like opened up for me. Yeah, I, I like the idea. It's almost like you're building. It's a bad word just because they're in like a, a really not a great situation, but almost like almost like a co-living WeWork space, right, where. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like you said, taking it out of the church basements and putting it into modern life, and mm-hmm. also building that culture. Right now, you're building a culture that people can identify with. That it, you know, it just looks like any other culture, right? Any other apartment building, any other whatever. And there's not just like stigma of you know we have to go to a church basement or we have to go to 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 whatever to to do like an AA meeting or whatever. Why can't it be in you know, a beautiful setting, right? Like setting, setting right, is, right. is so important for, for your mental state, right? And that gives yeah. you the ability to, to maybe talk about things that, you know, you don't normally talk about when you're in an environment that, you know, is nice and it's clean and the energy around in that room is is percolating, right? That That's just, to me, that makes a huge difference. Totally, totally. I mean, like the, the, the simple analogy is if you hang out at a barbershop, eventually what's going to happen? You're gonna get a haircut. Like you just eventually will. <laughs> Somehow, like hang around sober people, then you're gonna probably get sober. <laughs> the one thing I, I would, I wanted to, I would want to ask is that, I guess one why Manhattan because there's vices all around, right? Sure. It's really expensive, and now I think with with COVID being such a realization, becoming now the ability to work from anywhere is a realization is there maybe like why go to the big cities it's just that because that's where addicts are i guess they're not necessarily in you know Omaha. well you can do it in new york you can do it right but it's like yeah yeah <laughs> but what with the focus on is the focus on manhattan just because it's like manhattan and if you could do it there then you could just yeah. do it anywhere right yeah we can do it anywhere part so 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 part of my kind of a unique value proposition is if you will is 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 that i combine my my capital stack with philanthropic efforts and having philanthropic support via the program related investments allows me the ability to do stuff which is more innovative which is a little bit outside the box which you might not normally see uh, to create a little bit more attractive returns while delivering an impact or a mission that that philanthropy is aligned. Specifically, this one and I both care about the same thing, and that and that's called reentry, population reentry. Okay. Okay. Which is what someone is basically experiencing, and and I know this because I was looking for a place to live mm-hmm. and and work, and I got this job, and then you know three days later the job said sorry you are you know an addict and you've been you know you have a record and we're gonna rescind the job offer interesting and i was like oh yeah this 
right? You know, I'm I'm several years sober. I'm right. helping tons of people, going to meetings. You know, I'm doing all the right stuff. Right, right. Uh, so, so, so you know, doing it in New York, where there's a huge population which is affected, and there's right. just as much recovery as there is as opportunity to relapse, and and you know. Drugs are everywhere. Alcohol is everywhere. Yeah, you know, alcohol is yeah. a three trillion dollar industry, right? You know, it's yeah. like uh, it's, it's not going anywhere. We've been drinking since we could crush grapes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Those aren't going away. I guess. I guess we no. could, right? I don't know. Can we? Can we? Can we? Is it possible that we could not possible. grapes anymore? I don't know. <laughs> you know, and, and and that's not the issue anyway, right? Because because the real issue is is what's how is it going on inside. Mm-hmm. because i could get addicted to anything i could get addicted to yeah addicted like to i said food gambling i mean it's not just the traditional like cocaine or right. opioids that that i think is uh it's i think we're used to when we say you know addiction or, or something like there's so many different vices out there right like so people many. hoard shit right like shopping like people like that's a right. real thing right like it's crazy that's but thing. like that's a thing so i think you know it goes back to again i think i know our previous conversation the ecosystem, I think, is 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 why I gravitated to, to towards you guys is because built to me ecosystems are so important because when you have one thing that's great, right? But then there's this, these these other steps and other parts of developing, right? Like a person throughout their life and journey, like relapse is an easy thing to do, and creating that ecosystem where it makes it really difficult to do that. Like that mm-hmm. takes a long time, right? It takes capital, but it takes right. a long time, but it can be done, right? What are, it do you, is there, I guess success is, is a weird word, right? But like, what do you, I guess, what do you look at as, as like metrics of like, like this is working? I guess from your own experience, you know what works and you're just trying to scale your one experience across the across the spectrum right but right do you, right, do you guys right. look at I'm, I'm just i'm just one guy in a in a, in a, in a, in a uh, like on a bus with a bunch of other people <laughs> but do you yeah. do you look at certain like data points where like we think this is going to yield like the most returns right like when you look at building like the linkedin for recovery right like is that is that something where it's like that's needed in the community and you know that that will work you know, having lived it, right? Like I, I have a really good pulse that, that the community needs it. And, you know, we have various data sets and, you know, analyze the market and mm-hmm. we've spent hours, hundreds and not thousands of hours, you know, uh, analyzing and talking to people who have done smaller versions. You know, some people have mm-hmm. done this at group at like the hundred person level. Gotcha. Um, but, but to build a national brand, to, to build um, a, a, a building, to actually do the development mm-hmm. of a ground-up site, which is dedicated mm-hmm. to this, is innovative. And 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 you know, to put up 50 stories in Times Square is like a yeah. statement to the world that this is this is cool. This is okay. This is fun to live in. You want right. to be here. It's, you know what I mean? It it, it kind of will. I think set the stage and by setting the stage at all, you know, like when you come to dinner, right. The what's, what's done for at the very beginning, like the table is set. Mm-hmm. You want to set mm-hmm. the table. That's a great way to look at it. So you're kind of, it's kind of meant to be like, like the Mecca, right. For, for right. this, right. Like Rucker park is the, is the Mecca for like basketball. Madison square garden is like, it's just the, right. it's the holy place for basketball. Right. And this is right. almost like building something that the culture can, can look at and, like this is this is why this is what our culture is defined by like this is what we're 
we're trying to be everywhere, right? Trying to build that right. across all all cities is is interesting. I love the the approach of real estate because that's building that out across the country is so important because I think that's also a prevent a prevention tactic too, right? Because if that person knows they can go someplace that is safe rather than going to right. you know do something right. do something bad that's right, that's that's right. Super, no, no, that's, and that's where it comes full circle like like it, the the five things we've outlined prevention life science solutions healthcare access treatment and long term recovery it, they're not aligned it's 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 a circle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and long term recovery creates a new culture and that's how we help spur new innovations help create new culture help 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 create a virtuous uh loop that that starts accelerating and builds momentum like a snowball in in the right direction the last question i'll have is when we look at the future can be a tough thing to do sometimes but i think it's valuable to to get into your mindset of you know where do you you want the fund to be in let's say like five years and and what do you want to see the dream scenario, right? And sort of like a decade, like looking back and like say, we did all these things, like this is this is what success looks like for us, right? In like a decade. I know that's a long, a long way away, but like what are some of the pipe dreams, right? No, it's 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 like that's you no know, five years is like, you know, uh, I'm thinking about five years today. Yeah. Um I think in ten years it, I I would feel like we would be successful if we've deployed four billion dollars in capital. Uh, and made strong returns on it and saved or created 500,000 new silver lives. Hmm. And in 15 years, if we've doubled on that goal and created uh, the sixth vital sign with impact metrics for mental health, so that when you go to your doctor, Hmm. this is just something that you do. Like you get your blood pressure checked and and everything else. Yeah, that's great. and then in 20 years that that we that that addiction that mental health is like aids or cancer right like you're gonna get it it's it's gonna happen Uh, we don't want it to happen to you but when it does if it does there is a path Mm. we have laid it out for you and we're here for you i like that that's a it's a great it's a great parallel for sure well thank you so much my man i mean this is uh it's been it's been great conversating with you the last the last couple of times. Oh, thanks, man. And, uh, yeah, no, it's been great. It's been yeah, a pleasure. Yeah. Best of luck the rest of this year and obviously 2021 and so on. But uh, keep up the great work, man. And, and again, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. And and thank you for having me. It's been it's been great on this end too.